Hello and welcome to this week's uh, photography podcast. Now I'm going to start again this week with a comment like I did last week. And this comment is from someone called MavFan1. And he said, yes, old white guys complaining about how things have changed. What a change of pace for YouTube photography content. Well, MavFan1, I can tell you that some things have changed this week because we're not six old white guys. So, and with that, let's introduce you to this week's guest. It's Lynn Luxon Jones. Hello, Lynn. Hello, everybody. Lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting you doing, me. Lynn? Hello. Welcome yeah. to the podcast. Oh, I'm very pleased to be here. I'm feeling oh, well. a bit overawed because oh, you're fine. all sort of famous because I listen to you guys every week. <laughs> wow. my, my heroes. And you still agreed to come on. What's it paying you? See, I can say I've spoken to all these famous people now. It's wonderful. <laughs> Well, I'm not too sure who you're referring to, because it certainly isn't us. Yeah, must just be Dave. Must yeah. just, it must just be Dave. Oh, I nearly didn't recognise Dave. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, look at that. Oh, yeah. Where's it gone, so Dave? I'm, not, I'm not impressed with that at all. Well, you know, it, it, I, I, it was an experiment that failed miserably. What's that, what's that film with Brad Pitt in when he gets younger? What's it called? Ben? Benjamin, Benjamin Button. Button. That's him, that's you, isn't it? That yeah, is you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I liked it, Dave. I have to say, I liked your beard. What did Jan say? Was, was Jan was the one that... Do you know what? She didn't even notice. I came down this Stop morning and I it. just shaved secretly. <laughs> did you brush past her? <laughs> came down and she was like, because Friday is weigh-in day for my, my fitness thing. So, how are you doing? How are you doing? I said, oh, I've hit my target. Oh, good. She said, yeah, you're looking really slim. And I was like, yeah, and... And, <laughs> but you see, the boot is on the other foot because usually she comes over from the hairdresser, and I didn't know she'd been. Uh, you know how it is, it. like blokes don't notice women with a no. new hairdo. Oh, is there something about you? Have, have you yeah. got a new new jacket or something? So uh, the boot was on the other foot. I get absolutely lynched if I don't mention. Oh, oh your I hair do. looks nice. Like my my daughters, they'll like nudge me on the way through the door. Okay. Oh, your hair looks nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you very much. I just had it done. Looks no different, to be honest with you. There you go. I'm the opposite, actually. I get a little bit over eager with that. So when Helen says, Oh, I'm going to go and get my hair cut, I'll come over from work and say, Oh, your hair looks lovely. She's like, I ain't been yet. I've got to go in an hour. <laughs> so I'm, I'm all nervous. You pay a lot of attention, obviously. <laughs> it's such a simple thing. I never understand why blokes can't do it. Is it because it's not a set of spanners or a camera that you don't notice? That's exactly right, yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. I, I think there's a whole thing, there's a whole level. There's, like, men's attention level here, women's attention level sort of up through well, the roof. Yeah. They, they just or spot attention and other things. They, no, they just spot... Women just spot everything, like, literally everything, and, and from, from experience, anyway, and are having thoughts on a whole other plane to what we're having thoughts on. You know, Do you I've notice always... I'm keeping quiet here because my wife watches the podcast every week. So <laughs> I'm just politically just sitting and listening. Well, my mum's going to be happy because she's been moaning at me for the last four months. Oh, bloody hell, it makes you look ten years older and all that sort of thing. And I swore blind that was me now for life. And Because uh, the thing is, I'm in the next sort of couple of weeks, I'm going to be a granddad for the first time. So I said, well, if I'm going to be a granddad, I might as well look like one. <laughs> and um, so uh, she was batting on at me, and I, I kind of thought I'd probably get rid of it at some point, but I didn't let on to her. So this will be the first time of her seeing it. So there you go, Mum. Have you kept it, Dave? <laughs> Have you kept your beard? 
Yeah, it's in the special box. Yeah, I'll rent it out to you, mate. You can staple it to your head. I'm I'm not being funny, Dave. When you first came on, I couldn't work out if Lim was the guest or whether it was you and you were doing a Prince Philip. (laughs) 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 Couldn't work out which one. I thought, I've got Prince Philip on. We've got royalty tonight. Anyway, how's everyone's week been? How's your week been, Lind? What have you been up to? Absolutely riveting. Yeah? Uh, Interviewing at work today. That was a bundle of laughs. Mm. Uh, I got up yesterday morning, went out for sunrise, half past five. Awesome. Didn't happen, but I got up. Mm. So, yeah, apart from that, I'm sorting my parents out. Not a lot, really. No. Getting up for sunrise is something I'm I'm Mm. sort of really not looking forward to. It's taking a bit of getting used to again. Well, Freedom Day in the UK is the 29th 29th. of March. Yes. On the 28th of March, the clocks go forward. Mm. So we ah. <laughs> sunrise on Freedom Day is uh, five a.m. So That's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. It takes three hours to get to alert, so two o'clock in the morning, I've got to set off. Oh, well. mm. it's, not it's not worth it. Are you right. going out? Are you going out on the 29th? Yeah. Yeah. Book the day off. Not worse. Yeah. I have to admit, I was very yeah. reticent initially, but just this week, I've been writing down like little places in the Peak District that I maybe could get out to on the 29th but we, sh- we shall see well, the good thing is it's a weekday so a lot of people will be at work mm. so yeah. theoretically it shouldn't they? be that busy yeah they might they might have got the same thoughts as me and a lot <laughs> of other people booked it off yeah. no I, I think know. you'll be okay I think you'll be alright it's not going to stop me so. I think it's the weekend after the weekend after the well, 29th Easter, that's that's Easter, Easter yeah. which is going to be you know we're, we're actually not going anywhere we're going to uh, well, we got we got one day out over the Easter period, and that's it. I think the rest of the time we'll stay at home, and then the week after Easter is when we'll start to venture out a little bit more. Because I think that Easter weekend is going to be crazy everywhere, with everyone just being let off the leash and just heading to the coast or heading to the hills, and mm. and you can't blame them really. You know, so, it's been like a long time. It's been a long winter, hasn't it? Just kind mm. of not doing anything. So uh, very long winter. Where are you going, James? Mate, uh, well, I'm off to the uh, Northern Fells, Lake District. Gonna Anywhere particular? Continue. Um, well, we covered it, didn't we? Didn't we see last week? I, yeah, I know, but I just want to set Great up a little. Up. I want to set up a Facebook meeting. I do, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> just, All right. Yeah, put it out to everyone. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Buttermere. I'll be there. Buttermere. <laughs> okay. I'll that tree play. Oh, the tree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got you. Yeah. I've just realised, sorry, Ooh. clocks go forward, not back. Yeah. So sunrise is at Spring s- forward. 7 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. yeah. thought I'd just correct myself before the comments yeah. correct me afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to double check photo pills to make sure. It shows how much we listen to you, really, doesn't it, James? Yeah. <laughs> like none I'm of us said anything. <laughs> oh, uh, can't wait just to be able to travel again is going to be I know. amazing. Yeah. Where are you going, Lynn? First one? East Coast. Yeah, you look cool. It depends on the weather, but I shall be at the coast. Already, I've got three places. I've got two days off. Can't wait. Oh, so right have, out for have you booked the 29th off as well, Lynn? Yeah. You have? Yep. Have you still got your little van? I have. Oh, brilliant. Because I've been down at my parents since pretty much beginning of November, I've been sleeping in it down there, so it's been really beneficial for me. <sighs> but we can't stay away until... 12th of April? Yeah, I think it's 12th, 12th of April. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. 12th of April. At least I can make a cup of tea and I've got a portaloo as well, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorted. 
Excellent. That's is all you Yorkshire need. Coast, Lynn? Is that... uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking for the tides now. But I'm fairly certain the tide's right over on the east coast somewhere. Somewhere in Yorkshire it'll be right. Oh. You can't go wrong with being in Yorkshire no matter what anyway, so... <laughs> it's so good you're heading straight out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think about that, did I? <laughs> it's a little bit. And All at right. sunrise o'clock, there won't be a lot of people about, so hopefully. No. No, hopefully not, hopefully not. So, so actually talking about that and people being about and things, this brings us on to our first sort of topic of the week. And I think it's quite a pertinent one having Lynn on and also with the events that have happened recently with uh, Sarah Everard, the murder of... Um, Sarah Everard and people a lot of a real outpouring of a lot of women uh, especially on Twitter that I've noticed saying all of the things that they have to go through when they're alone walking home and and the preparations they have to make have you have you ever have you ever been out Lynn um, and, and felt uncomfortable on your own while I start for talk you know uh, photographing anything yeah it's it's a bit of an odd one with me the the video I've got going out this weekend I actually touch on that. I went to a local reservoir for a wander around at sunset and I'm wandering along and there's motorbikes in the distance, motocross bikes going off and there's rubbish and debris and a guy cycled past me. I said, guy, young lad, I could have got high as a kite and that sort of thing makes me really uncomfortable. Put me in the Lake District or on the coast at Liverpool or in Scotland at four o'clock in the morning in the middle of nowhere, not an issue, but in built up areas, I'm really not comfortable at all. Mm. I've never had a photographer make me feel uncomfortable. It's not photographers I have the issue with it, it's other people, particularly yeah. in towns where there's always the risk that. of somebody jumping you for your gear. I've heard mm. of that happening, uh, which is why I tend to stay away from towns. That's why I don't like going out local. Yeah. Don't feel comfy mm. at all. And it, possibly it's all up here, but that well, Sarah Everard thing, that kind of brings mm. it home a bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I was reading some of the things on Twitter and I was gobsmacked. I was just... I, I never realised that, that, that women had to go through all of these preparations and precautions when walking out alone. And, and I never... I mean, I've never considered myself to be a threat to anybody. Um, but to think that, you know, some of the things that, that I was reading, and, and you know, they're from a genuine place. I'm not, I'm not saying anything negative about the comments at all. It's just I'm never even, I was ignorant to them, to be honest. And some of the, some of the things that were said to, made me realise that I'm a threat. I'm a perceived threat to women. If I'm out walking the street at night, and there's a woman walking, in, you know, towards me, or if, you know, if I'm following a woman. I'm now I'm now changing my behaviour. I'm crossing the road. I'm getting out of the way because I want to make it as clear as possible that I am not a threat. Mm. And I never even I do you know I never knew that that the that these feelings and thoughts even existed. And that's my ignorance probably, but it's uh, it's a scary thing. But 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 wait a minute. You're going the other way because women's got perception of a man. Not the Are other you not way. adding to the cause no, by walking because... out of the way? No, 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 not walking the other way, just crossing the road. Mm. I'm making it clear because I've, some of the things that I've read, so, uh, you know, there are certain, I mean, I'm sure Lim would know a lot better than I, than I do, but there are certain things that, that women feel could be um, threatening. And if I'm walking towards a woman 
and I'm thinking if there's a even a chance that she thinks that by me walking towards her and getting getting up to her that, that I'm anything other than just a, a person walking, then I will do everything I can now to make sure that they that she's fully aware that I'm just not even interested. You know, yes. See, I, I've never really given it that much thought. Mm. I, I've never thought for one minute that somebody might attack me to murder me. But I've always thought, and I still think, that somebody might come along and try and mug me, and I could get hurt that way. That's mm. what puts me about. Uh, and I do spend all my time looking over my shoulder. Is somebody there? Is somebody there? So I, yeah. it's yeah. not a nice position for blokes to be in because the majority of blokes, in my eyes, are decent, normal human beings and haven't got a bad thought in the head. And that, but there's yeah, always and that's a minority. Why I think we, we shouldn't change as, as men. We should continue doing what we're doing and build on the education and put away this stigma that all men possibly mm. are threats. Yeah, I can understand what Gary's saying. So if you was, if there was someone in the distance, perhaps not walking as fast as you, and you was catching them up from behind, and perhaps it was a little bit dark... I can understand then that that might be a little bit yeah. jumpy. You, you know, I can un I can understand what you're saying, James. I really can, and I can also see Gary's point as well. So I think just a, a few very subtle changes, or just be a little bit aware. You know, it's not it's not a bad thing. I mean, I mean, if you'd have said this to me prior to this last couple of weeks, I'd have said, "Don't be ridiculous." I'd have been exactly the same as you, James. I'd be like, "I'm just I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just walking my way." But the amount of the amount of tweets and and comments and things that I've heard and I've read from from women saying that you know because basically there's a there's a, a lot of women out there who are completely you know don't have this thought but there are, are a, a large minority I would say who look at all men as a potential threat and for me I don't want anyone to look at me as a potential threat so I'll do everything I can to to make it clear that I am not a threat I think I that's an admirable thing to do yeah, I yeah. don't want. Yeah, I don't want anybody. I don't want anybody looking at me, whoever they are, and having to even for a second think anything like, "Oh, is he going to do something?" I'd rather make it completely clear that I am. That's the last thing on my mind. And if that means walking across the street, or if that means whatever, then I'll do that. It's a shame yeah. that you have to think like that. Mm. That the minority. I don't know the major minority of, of females think that way. Maybe they've had a bad experience, I don't know. But it, it's not it's not a good situation to be in where you have to physically think, oh, that person might think I'm going to hurt them, so I'll just walk over here. Mm. It's the world we live in. I, I, I was listening to like LBC quite a bit this week, as I, as I normally do, and like Gary, I, you know, I, I've heard... Like, the phone calls and, and, and tweets like from women that you know when they go out they'll put trainers on you know like in their bag and then they'll walk home in their trainers in case they have to make a run for it and they'll walk in there with their keys in their hand or pretending to be on mm. their phone the whole journey home you know to, uh, and I just think crikey you know, I didn't even think no. uh, along them lines you know that you know certain women in certain areas have to take them precautions just to walk home how terrible is it that we live in a society where that's even a thought? Yeah. Where that's even a thought, yeah. you know? Because it's bad enough. It's, I mean, believe me, I mean, I've been out in places where I've been scared, you know, and I'm not a small guy, but I just, I just, I can't, I can't get my head around the fact that, that we live in a society where women have to do those things, have to carry 
their keys in their hand, have to wear trainers, have to put baseball caps on to look like men. It's mad. Madness. Just absolutely crazy. Is it something that's become more apparent because of social media? Yeah. Go back media. 30 years ago, we never heard about it. Yeah. I it's wonder anywhere news, 30 right. years ago. Yeah. Last, one, last hundred years, so this is what you hear about serial mm. killers. And think it right or wrong, but females are considered physically the weaker sex. Mm. At the end of the day. So they, they will feel more threatened. It's understandable in a way. It's, it's wrong, but there are some mad people out there. And it's, you yeah. know, understand them being, feeling slightly vulnerable. But as men, I don't think we should change our ways. No. Has anyone else here, apart from, you know, kind of like obviously we're talking about uh, from the female side of it, but has anybody here actually felt uncomfortable while they've been out photographing or vlogging? Because I know I have only on one occasion. Urban, um, urban, like Lynn, really built up area in urban mm. environments, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, That's about it. it I, I've had a, a, couple of, a couple of interesting moments in London doing street photography where it's been a bit dodgy a bit sketchy at times um because you just especially if you there's a you see a group of people and it's almost like you can see their sort of their 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 eye in you and you know and Mm. usually i've done that a couple of times at night but i normally get myself out of there to be honest with you i I mean I'm, i'm scared when i go out anywhere in the dark not from not from people from like the morgue man. No, from like <laughs> I, I tell you what, I went to the Roaches when I first started vlogging, and it was about I don't know three o'clock in the morning, and every single sound you're like, is that a bear? what is that noise hen cloud which is you know a fantastic looking thing. You look at it in the dark with the moonlit on it, like that's a scary mountain <laughs> <laughs> oh, i tell you what it's it's I'll, I'll try and rattle through this story um as quickly as i can but there's a uh, there's a, a a lady called oh what's her name homemade wonderlust i think it's called <laughs> sorry um, and she, she's a there's ladies here darren come on she's fantastic this girl she does um all the hiking, like the six-month hikes, the Appalachian Trail and the South Pacific Coast Trail. And, yeah. and um, she's got this amazing channel. And she was talking uh, about her scariest moment. And basically, she'd, um, she, she, she was hiking with some friends. She hikes on her own, but she was hiking with some friends. But then she had to leave and get a, a cab or a car back home very quickly because it was a someone's graduation or someone's birthday. And then they took her back to the, the place that, that she kind of stopped so she could carry on. But she'd lost like two days uh, hiking with her friends. So she decided to really kind of put her foot down and try and catch up over the next kind of few days. And she got to this one particular bothy and she and in the bothy you leave notes and she went into the bothy no intention to stay but just to see if her friends had left a note and saying what time they arrived so she knew how far to catch them up and she said when I went in there like there was people asleep and I kind of slid this kind of book off the thing and I took it outside and I was looking through and my friends had left a little note and I put it back inside and um and she said anyway I closed the door and as I started walking like pitch black at night she said, I just saw this um, torch behind me. So I thought, well, oh, I hope I haven't disturbed anybody. And she said, I kept walking and I looked over my shoulder and the torch was 
about the same distance away. She said, now I'm starting to panic, thinking, oh, have I really like, pissed somebody off? Um, so she said, I picked up my pace and got quicker and quicker. And then I looked over my shoulder and this torch is still in the forest coming coming with me. Aww. She said, now I've freaked. <laughs> yeah, she said, I, I was running. She said, literally running and running. And she said, I, I'm... And, and, and I kept like looking around and this torch, she said, whoever this was, now they was running. They was keeping up with me. And she said, in the end, after about 10 minutes, she said, I could feel myself now getting like, you know, kind of physically weak. Um, she said, what I decided to do was just jump into the brush, turn my headlight off and just hope whoever it was just went past me and didn't see me. And she said, it was only then when I jumped down and I turned my head torch off, I realised the light was actually the moon. And the moon <laughs> uh, the moon had started to rise and that's what she could see. But going back to what you were saying, Gal, when you're in the dark, mm. your mind does play tricks yeah. on you. The slightest yeah. little noise and you think, oh, you know, what was that? The slightest rustle like that, a, a light, you know, normally you wouldn't think anything of it. So I can understand why people are a little bit kind of nervous about being in the dark, you know. So, Not mean, necessarily yeah. scared of it, but you just don't know what's there and how to deal with it until it's in your face. Or, or cattle, perhaps. Or cattle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, could you imagine yeah. that? Cows in the dark, well, Aaron. Oh, well, that oh, that'd be my worst nightmare. A few years ago, Andy and I went wild camping up at Tarn House and we'd shot sunset and we'd pitched our tents in the middle of this farmer's field, about a two-mile hike. So we're wandering back and as we're walking down the path, there were these eyes in the dark. And I'm freaky, because I believe in werewolves and vampires. As you and do. all around us, there was these lights, and there were eyes. And after about 10 minutes of me having a total freak, we realised it was sheep. <laughs> and we couldn't see them, because they were nestled down in bushes and things, but With we glasses could see on. their eyes. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I completely freaked. I'm a nightmare. I am such a scaredy cat. Such a scaredy cat. Yeah. I remember I went to I went to the Peak District once, and I've not been there many times, and I, and hence I don't know my way around to one. And I went to Stanage Edge, and I drove. I'd stayed over the night before because my lad was living in Sheffield at the time, so I stayed over the night before, and I got up for sunrise. It was dark, and I think I parked in the wrong place. So there's obviously a, a place where you you can walk quite freely up to Stanage Edge. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that and parked down the bottom sort of the hill. And then I had to walk through the heather um, up and actually was en ended up scrambling up uh, Stanage Edge rather than going up the path because it was dark. I hadn't got a clue where I was, I was going. I could see the start of the path, obviously, when I got out of the car and started to walk, but then the path seemed to disappear. And all I could hear was these weird noises going on, these, like, I can't describe them, like howling-type noise or cackle-type noises. And what it was, I think, it was, I don't, is it... I don't think it's grouse, is it? The peak district, probably partridge or something like that. Uh, whatever the, the 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 birds were, and I could hear these things going on, and I was I was walking along this path, and then the path disappeared, and but I could see just lit by the moon the ridge of of Stanage Edge, so I just kept heading towards that way. And then all of a sudden, one of these bloody partridges just flew out, 
<laughs> from the head in front of me. And, oh my god, fret the life out of me. And I just I just then decided to run a little bit faster to get to the to the edge. And when I got there, all I could see was this sheer face of the of, of the standing edge. So I thought I'm just getting up this thing. So I literally just scrambled up with my backpack and everything up and got to the top of standing edge. But and just as I got up there, it started to get light. I was scared shitless. You know, there's like a really easy route up. No, exactly. I know that. When it when it was light, I could see the easy route. Yeah, but in the dark, I couldn't see a thing. I did you know the first time I went to standing edge, I did the same thing as you on the way down so i didn't there's this easier way if you if you drive i think you, you come up and if you go right there's an easy car park if you go left it's a it's a more steep one and i pulled up mm. on the left walked up this path did the whole vlog it's like, well, like vlog number three or something crazy and then i could see my car and i remember like thinking right i'll just walk down to the car found a little pathway and start walking down the pathway and then it disappears and then there's like there's like little like uh, ruts and they're all filled with water and you can't see anything because it's all heather and like gorse and crap everywhere oh my god that was a nightmare getting back down mm. there but yeah <laughs> yes i must admit I've, I've been scared a couple of times out with you gary i must admit <laughs> it's not surprising <laughs> is it yeah. especially now i've heard the story of you uh, dropping your trousers down oh, the dump. i'm gonna be a little bit more all right, right let's keep it clean boys come on Stop that one. we're saving that for next week when rob's actually on <laughs> Oh yeah, not meaning to you know give away spoilers, but yeah, we'll have that conversation <laughs> next week. I, I tell you what, I'm terrible in the dark though. Like you, you literally, you just saying there about you know, having your camper van or wild camping. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it on my own. Even, even like sitting in a car in the middle of the night on my own, I'm still scared. I'm like, you know, I'm like middle of absolutely nowhere. I'm like, what if someone comes along? Because, because what? Yeah, you know, they could kill me. And no one would know. There's no CCTV around here. There's no phone reception. There's no nothing. I could just be sleeping in my car and then someone could just come along and kill me and bury me and that'd be it. It's a lot harder when you're in a car, though, because you've got metal surrounding you. Well, yeah. But there's and also that, glass. That, yeah, know. but the glass shatters. You've got time to yeah, jump up. This is true. This is true. <clears throat> we went camping to an actual campsite in Yorkshire, me and Andy, a few years ago. Lovely little campsite, two, two camper vans on there and us in our one-man tents. Um, my car alarm went off about two o'clock in the morning and as I was trying to get back to sleep I heard footsteps coming towards the tent because I'm a very light sleeper. Next thing I hear fingers and I can see hands oh. being dragged down the tent oh at which point I'm bricking it. I'm trying to shout for Andy because his tent was opposite me but I'm known for talking in my sleep. This person walked around the other side of the tent and did the same thing, hands down the side of the tent. And I'm like, I've got my tripod ready to hit him. And then I heard him walk off. And we never did find out who it was, but Andy thought I was talking to myself, which is why I didn't bother getting up and helping me. Yeah. <laughs> but and that, that was on a campsite. Did you stay another night? No. No, 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 no. And I, I can't wild camp on my own. I can wild camp in the van on my own, but not in a tent. Not so have you been in a tent ever again? I wouldn't even. No. I'd, I'd probably sell my tent, and that'd be it. <laughs> it's not yeah. bad when there's a group of you. That's no. fine, but not on my own. I, I couldn't do that, and mm. I know there are girls out there that do, it and I have the utmost respect for them. Mm. Not for me. Yeah, that's like that that lady that I was just referring yeah. to. I mean, she does it, you know, kind of like constant. I mean, six months at a time, you know. So, I think f fair play. I suppose the trail is fairly busy to a degree, but. Mm. If you've not watched her channel, I would highly recommend it because what was her name again? Uh, it's, it's homemade wonderlust is the name of the the channel. 
And I don't know what her real name is, but her she real name is Dixie. Uh, as, no, her, her real name is <laughs> Dixie. Debbie does Dallas. I don't know what her real name is, but Dave's right. She goes by Dixie on the channel because everyone on the trowel will give you um, a trowel name. Okay. And, and and so yeah, her name on the on the trowel is is, is Dixie. That's interesting. Um, what do you reckon your, your trowel name would be? I don't know. <laughs> Terrified of cows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. James would be Grinch, wouldn't it? Yeah. Grinchy. About right. a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. All right. You're very quiet on this subject, David. Well, I don't have anything to contribute. I, I have no problem <laughs> while nails. I, I yeah. carry a decent-sized blade, so if anyone <laughs> tried it on, they'd have what a problem. <laughs> just just as big as me. <laughs> I think when you're out in the wilds, when you're up mountains and stuff, there is much less... There's much less likely to be some raving lunatic or murderer following up the side of a mountain. Yeah. Mm. It's in the built-up areas and the localish areas, particularly around towns and cities, that the problem occurs, I think. It's actually a known fact that raving lunatics are, are lazy and they don't get up at that time in the morning nah. and climb and hills. And let alone walk up a hill somewhere. Yeah, it's just the raving photography lunatics that do that. Unless so. Mally's out that day. Oh, of course, unless <laughs> Mally's out that day, yeah. You can't rule that out. Uh, you're right about sheep size, especially when you're oh. up a mountain. Scary, yeah, yeah. They they do the the merest hint of moonlight. They just reflect it straight back at you. Oh, herdwicks. Yeah, not 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 nice at all. I was about to say that's why I stay the other side of the sheep, but then that just sounds wrong. Yeah, that's wrong on a lot of levels. That one (laughs) with you, (laughs) Ellis. Oh dear. Alright, well, (laughs) interesting start to the interesting start to the podcast. Start. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Oh, yeah. We started. Yeah. So, so let- I'm in, I'm interested. Sorry, Gary. No, right. How much does your blade weigh then, Dave? Because I thought you were about light for hiking, so it must be quite a light blade. No, it, it's 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 part of a multi-tool, but it's a the blade's about four inches long and pretty sharp. And in the event, it's to hand. And you wouldn't be afraid to use it. No, not in the slightest. If someone had a go, they they regret it quite quickly. My dad used to have a, a, a walking stick that when you went, there was this huge sword inside a walking stick. So this little frail old man with his walking stick, when you pulled the, pulled it out, it was a, a kind of a two and a half foot I sword. I always wanted one of those because John yeah. Steed had one on the Avengers. He did. Oh, did he? <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. I was right. going to say my uncle used to have a bowler hat. That had, and when he took it off, he could fling it like that at people and it would chop their heads off. Yeah. Uncle, what was his name? Uncle Oddjob. Thanks, Uncle, Uncle Blowjob. Oh. oh, hey, okay. Oh, my goodness. James has got really his out. These are illegal now, don't we? Are they? Yeah. What I see now, I've got a blade because I do sort of wild camping and, and it's, you know, it's a tool of the trade. Oh. What have yeah. you got those for? Just to knock the sheep out and scare me. Okay. <laughs> Do you ever do you ever do that twirly bit and then accidentally yeah, hit do yourself it. in the nadgers? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I hit myself on head a few times. Well, you yeah. used to do that, did you? Were you a bit I of did. a a bit of a karate? Fifteen, sixteen, a big. Uh, well, I just watched Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee, so I really got into it. And, uh, I did a couple of years of kung fu. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't, oh, wasn't Ecky Thump. Yeah, <laughs> you used to have it when you were 15 or 16, but they're literally just down by the side of your desk. <laughs> oh, yeah, the plastic. 
<laughs> Just in case. I've got a baseball bat under my bed as well. Okay. Never know. Yeah. So, so, so sorry, you've got you've got a baseball bat under your bed and you've got some nunchucks down by your computer. Just <laughs> yeah. in case. It's a, it's a it's rough quite area. Nice, it's quite a nice area as well. <laughs> I've got a couple of guns, just in case. Oh, my God. I have a rolling pin that I keep with me. You have a what? I have a rolling, a big, meaty rolling pin. My, my garage has an alarm on it, and it got broken into. So it had my bike in it, which was my pride and joy. So I got this rolling pin in the car, and I ran through the house screaming at the top of my voice, brandishing this rolling pin around, get out of my house, I'll kill you. There's nobody there, it's the alarm, about a false alarm. But I was determined to do somebody some damage if I'd got hold of them because I'm trying to nick my bike. Or yeah, make a pie. Yeah, exactly. Or bake them a nice pie. No, I don't do cooking. Have you ever had an experience when you've had something stolen? So, like, like a, a bike is a prime example. I've had, a few, I've had two or three bikes stolen and a, and a motorbike stolen. And, and it's that moment when you walk outside and the bike's gone and you yeah. go, Did I bring a bike? I'm sure I bought a bike. Did I leave the bike here? Or did I put... Where's my bike gone? And it's like that minute. You don't go, You don't go. oh, somebody's stolen my bike. You go, where's my bike? <laughs> you doubt yourself. Yeah. What's going on? Am I, am I still here? Yeah, but the, you also have that the opposite when, you're, when you've lost your car uh, in the supermarket okay. or, or at an airport or something, and you just think, oh, he's here somewhere. And then you walk around, then you can't fight. You just think, oh. Someone's nicked it, you know, and then you walk around. And then obviously after kind of, you know, ten minutes or so, when you realise where you've parked, you, you find your car. You I worked with a guy, Tony. His name was married a Russian male or a bride, right? That's that's another story. <laughs> well, we go with this, right? Well, he was he was he didn't lose her, did he? In a car? No, he was early sixties. <laughs> early sixties. He used to work at the council. He was early sixties, and she was giving him like because she she married him, realised what an arsehole he was because he was a horrible guy. Well, still is, I assume. And um, and he was really like every day he'd be having stress for me. You know, she'd bring over a you know I brought my my brother over from Moscow to come and stay with us, and I'm doing this, and he got, he could see him getting more and more and more stressed. And then one day he he came in his car, as he used to live in somewhere in out of London, and he drove into Luton in his car, and then went to get in it, and it gone. It'd been stolen. So. He looked around everywhere for it, phoned his wife up, said, Oh my you know, car's been stolen, phoned the police, filed a report, got in the got you know, got on the train and then I don't know whether he used her car or, or got a train in to work for the next two or three weeks. And eventually someone from the council where he worked got hold of him and said, Listen, if you don't move your car soon, we're gonna give you we're gonna start, you know, you're gonna start getting penalty notices for it. And he just he literally had parked it and forgotten. <laughs> he was so stressed he'd forgotten where he parked it, thought it was somewhere else. And he'd reported it stolen and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, unbelievable. Guy. Unbelievable. Mm. The stories I could tell you from when I used to work at Lutonborough Council uh, make your hairs well. Anyway, it's amazing enough. I got burgled once. I wasn't there because I, I kept the place as a second home. It was in South Wales, and I was already living in London by this stage. So we just used to go there at weekends. And I had a few bits and bobs there, and it got broken into quite regularly. I think they knew we weren't there. But I had uh, a guitar that was in black lacquer. So this guy's broke in, and somebody's heard a commotion from over the street. They looked out, saw this guy with this black guitar under his arm, assumed it was a firearm, called the plod, 
Now, if you call Plod and say, a house is getting burgled, they'd be like, yeah, all right, we'll be there a week on Tuesday. Phone them up and say, he's got a gun under his arm. 30 seconds later, his <laughs> transit vans are screaming to a halt, yeah. back ends flying out. The tactical support group comes piling out, this, this drug-addled twat who's got this guitar <laughs> under his arm suddenly finds himself staring down several barrels. Um, so that was quite cool, actually, because apparently he, he did it a lot. You know, he'd done mine several times and others. So that was a bit yeah. of justice there. It was a pity I was away because I'd have liked to have seen it. Yeah. Did you ever <laughs> forgive Mally for that? <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Mally. We do love you. Um, anyway, shall we move on? Let's move on to talk about something else, shall we? This is one of Darren's, actually. I think it's one of Darren's. Yes, it is one of Darren's. So... Basically, nothing to do with the this one. If we had a dinner party, which three celebrity guests, living or dead, would you invite and why? And this is going to be really interesting, and we're going to start with Lynn. Oh, boy. Right. Uh, well, my first one is a gentleman who went by the name of Joey Dunlop, who, if any of you are into motorcycle racing, specifically road racing, will know he was... Oh, still is probably the greatest motorcycle road racer in the world and my biggest regret in life is not actually getting to see him race live uh, at the tt and he was such an unassuming guy he'd got all these world championships he'd won the tt 27 times i think it was and he did all his own mechanicing and he was just a such a down-to-earth guy i think he would be awesome to sit and talk to absolutely awesome a stupid question here, and I'm going to sound like right idiot. He's nothing did, to do with the tyres. He's nothing to do with the tyres, is he? No, no. Oh, no. Right, okay, okay. No, it's the Dunlop uh, family from Ireland. Uh, the brothers and the sons race as well. Michael, oh, okay. Robert, various other ones. But Joey was the daddy, and okay. the guy was just phenomenal. He did charity work that nobody knew about. Out of season, he would load his van up, drive across Europe to uh, I think it was Estonia and places like that, and take food parcels out for charities. And people didn't know that about him. Mm. He wasn't in it for the glory, for the big bucks, for the publicity. He just loved bike racing. And he was an amazing guy. Um, David Attenborough is just phenomenal. The guy is amazing. What a life he has led. Um, And Tom Hanks. And I just love... I love every Tom Hanks film I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Tom Hanks in a bad film, no. actually. No, he's he's great actor, Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. inclined to agree. Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington, do very good films. Mm. Never do bad films. So, yes, yeah, so those would be my three. Big. Big was all right. Big was all right, yeah. So what, what what would you what would you trust James? Trust James to find one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like we'll just clone Big out then, and then. Uh... Not Big with crap. <laughs> Is that what you'd say to him if you had Tom Hanks? Listen, Tom, you you don't make a bad film except for Big. Except for Big, yeah. <laughs> what what happened there? And probably and maybe Joe versus a volcano. Lynn, Lynn, don't be shy. When James is giving his, it's open season, OK? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll figure <yeah>. that one. <laughs> That'd be interesting, though. I'm trying to think so you'd have... What would they all talk... I mean, where's the common ground there? What, what would you all talk about? I think it would all revolve around nature. Joey was quite... Um, quite aware of the environment 
and that sort of thing. Obviously, David is. And just the feeling I get from the interviews I've seen with Tom Hanks, mm. he's very up on saving the world, that type of thing. I think that could be quite an interesting discussion. Well, if I remember rightly, he was on a desert island on his own for ages, so he probably knows loads about things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he stole an idea off of Garrick. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't do your beard, David, as well, yeah. didn't I? He did. <laughs> I'll tell good. you what, after that, Lynn, I'm not going to be popular, what I'm going to say next. Ah. Go on, then, let's have yours, James. <laughs> well, I've got quite a few. The first one would be... Greta Thunberg, just to tell her to shut up. Um, <laughs> Can I come and tell her to shut up as well? Right, good, yeah. Well, what the hell do you know about life? I don't Roll understand that. You see, I, no, I, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you there. See, I, I don't, I care don't what understand. <laughs> but, I don't care. But with Greta shut Thunberg, up. and and then you got David Attenborough, who was singing off the same page. Why wouldn't you say he that to David me and all Attenborough? Not, to be honest. It's a bit too much of the climate stuff and uh, it's how brilliant you put it with across. the... Uh, it's how you put it across. David Attenborough has had years and looked into this and Greta Thunberg's, what, five years old or something? And uh, I'm with you on that, James. Who dare you? Who dare you? <laughs> Shut up. Can't believe that. That's terrible. Oh, awesome. <laughs> um... Who's next? Uh, you you sounded more like Max and Paddy with that, um, <laughs> with, with the thing Greta Thunberg. So, anyway, I thought about first, I think, great orators in, in front of a public audience. So I thought Adolf Hitler, but I thought that won't go down now. So, I thought Stephen Fry. Oh, yeah. Because he's yeah. intellectually, and I just listened to him all day. So, you thought Adolf Hitler. Mm. <laughs> No, who's next? Who's next on the list? Adolf Hitler. Oh, Stephen Fry. Of course, yeah, okay. Stephen Fry. Oliver Reed. Anyone? Oliver Reed. Oh, now Mrs. G had lunch with him. Really? This is a fact. Back in the day. I bet he could tell some stories. I used to love him on Parker. Yeah. And finally, Billy Connolly. Oh god, oh, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah. Same, similar sort of reasons. Come, come in his in innuendos in his stories. You can tell just that those are people that stuck in the mind. So you've gone for four then? Four, yeah. Well, Greg, Greg Thunberg won't come with him. You invite her, and then she gets to the door and you say, "You need someone to do the washing up, don't you?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare wear that. Use that plastic brush, you condescending little girl. <laughs> yeah. How'd you there get here? Did you come in the car? Would you walk? <laughs> you have to walk. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you're having a go at little, little Greta. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Just for the record, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not having a go at it. <sighs> All right, so, so Jamie again. Right. So you've got the two cheeky girls who's coming along <laughs> <laughs> with them. Yeah, yeah, they're there. <laughs> I'm having four then. No, five. Go on then, mate. Go on. Um, well, I thought about it in terms of people that will add value in terms of what they bring. So the first one's Jesus. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he would be. He would have a few tales to tell. But the good thing about Jesus is he could be the caterer as well because he could bring the wine. Fish. And we could have um, bread and fish plenty the whole night long so I thought you know he'll be good so plenty to talk about 
and also he could be the caterer. Mind and you, around thought, this time well, of year, it's not a good idea because I've heard he gets quite cross at Easter. <laughs> yeah, tends to fall asleep, doesn't it? Yeah. This back. is getting worse. <laughs> what about his mate Moses? He's a bit of a laugh. No, not going to come. Right, and then next one's next one. I thought I'll have a comedian because a comedian you need a comedian at a dinner party. One of my favourite comedians is actually Lee Mack. I like Lee Mack. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he makes me laugh. So I think he would be quite entertaining. And then the third one is every good dinner party needs a magician. So I'd have Tommy Cooper. Oh God, yeah. I loved Tommy good Cooper. Good call. And I watched him die on stage as many people did. Yeah, Royal Variety Show. <laughs> All live. Well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I thought I'm that he, curtain. Yeah. It was weird, wasn't it? I, I remember watching it and just yeah. to see him collapse and grab the curtain, I thought, yeah, he's going to get up in a minute. He's like, just like that. But he didn't. He carried on. He could ask he Jesus why, couldn't he? Well, maybe Jesus could revive him or something. You never yeah. know. So it would be an entertaining dinner party, oh. without a doubt. So Jesus, Tommy Cooper. And Lee Mack. <laughs> Lee Mack. Hmm. Okay. Common, common ground? Yeah, common ground, <laughs> I yeah, guess Tommy Cooper and, 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 and Lee Mack are quite funny. I don't know if Jesus might be funny. We don't know. Could be, could be a hoot. Um, yeah. Dave. Okay. Uh, I came at it from a slightly different angle in that I wanted to have a mix of people that aren't necessarily people I would want to have a one-to-one -one with, but that would form a whole where the conversation would flow and it, it, it hopefully would work quite well. My first choice would be a guy uh, you may not have heard of called Rod Little, who writes a column in the Sunday Times. He was a producer on the Today programme on Radio 4, and he is one of the most interesting and intelligent people. I turn to his column first every Sunday in the Times, so I would want him there. Dave, Dave, can I stop you there? You know when we said celebrities? Yes. <laughs> With, I didn't mean like people who might actually well, he, come. They might actually been, come to one of your dinner parties. He's been and have I got news for you. Okay. Probably. Um, so that would be that would be one. The other one, the next one, would be Martin Brundle. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because yeah. I'll bet that's Pitland really talk. interesting. Great sense Ooh. of humour as well. Um, and then I wanted somebody who's kind of been at the crossroads of history, who's been behind the scenes when affairs of state are taking place who could shed some light on things and uh, bearing in mind you know it's a dinner party they'll get a bit pissed and a bit garrulous so uh, I figured if it was somebody from history in the past the problem is they wouldn't be up to date so you know I don't know get Lord Nelson in what's he going to know after 1805 you know he pegs <laughs> it at Trafalgar so he's no you know what did you think of the second world war what hello what's that then so I would ask Her Majesty the Queen to come. Okay. Because I think she would be a fantastic dinner mm. party guest. She's got a great dry sense of humour. She's been at the, the juxtaposition of everything that's gone on for the last 60, 70 years. And uh, that would be my dinner party. Mm. Just for some silly little cow just to break it down again for seven years. I thought you were going to say Dominic Cummings. Instead of the Queen, I thought someone who's been behind the scenes of all the great things that have happened recently, Dominic Cummings. Yeah, but so, briefly, the blink of an eye. This is true. This is true. Right, Darren, you Good go show. you can go next, Darren. Who you got? Well, uh, can I can can I share my screen with you guys you in a second? Because 
I obviously did. I know this was my idea, and I think originally I said, "Oh, what five dinner party guests?" And you said, "Oh, well, five might be a bit too many, so narrow it down to three. But when it was five, I already had one at the top of the list, and then when it got narrowed down to three, again I had one at the top of the list that was always going to appear. And this guy's actually been mentioned with 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 you guys tonight, actually. And I started to just put him into YouTube because I've not seen him uh, for a while. And then when I started watching, I was watching him for about an hour and a half. And then I realised, you know what? I forget the dinner party. I just want a, a table for two because I think this guy would actually be uh, enough. And it's actually Billy Connolly. And one day I'd been up at the toilets, which were horrific. Should be a toilets or something to behold. For a start, there was no toilet seat. There was just a bar that ran the length of the place. You, you, sit, you, you sort of hung your bum over it and swung there like that. Well, have a wee swing till something happens. And there was no toilet bowl. There was a sort of a trough of, that ran the length of the place of constantly running water. So if the guy at the end did a wee jobby, it went shoom. Yeah. If the guy at the end had a curry the night before, everybody gets bummed. <laughs> Come in here. <laughs> and I was, I was looking at this incontinence stuff and I thought, I'm, 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 look, I'm, I don't want to laugh at incontinent people, right? <laughs> it must be terrible, right, being incontinent. You know, you get all dressed to go out and you go, <laughs> So the guy's young and trendy. Says, and then he sees the advert, right, that'll do me. Give us a pair of them. <laughs> Give us a bit of that. <laughs> That's the very fellows for me. Didn't get the trendy baggy trousers on. And off to the discotheque, giving it a bit of that, yeah. <laughs> hey, how you doing? What's your sign? Sagittarius, all right. <laughs> Cares not a jot. <laughs> hey, what's happening later, yeah? There's <laughs> seven gallons down each way. I'm gonna make Cripple Creek a four hour sleep. I'll roll the bitches up to my knees. Go down Cripple Creek as I please. Go down Cripple Creek, going on a run. Go down Cripple Creek, have a little fun. Go down Cripple Creek, going in the world. Go down Cripple Creek and see my girl. And so you, you can see that when I started to put him into YouTube and I I just I couldn't stop I must have been watching him for yeah, about an hour and a half and then I thought you know what I wouldn't want to share that with with anybody else I just I wouldn't mind an evening just with uh, Billy Connolly I think the guy's an absolute genius so quite, it's quite a strong personality isn't he could quite overwhelm the rest of the guests but, but you just sit back and just want to listen to him yeah he, like incredibly funny obviously a fantastic musician I mean the instruments that he plays are, are, are superb and and also, you know, he's he's very well travelled. 
So, you know, I, I think you, you could quite comfortably just sit there and listen to him for kind of two or three hours and just be um, absolutely engrossed on, on every word that he said. Yeah, so, I read somewhere that he does... Um, he, do, he never used to have a script. He just used to write bullet points when he went out. Yeah, you can see that guy, though. And yeah. he just, That's he why just, it works so well. Off he'd go. He'd just write. Yeah. Like, and uh, he's a fantastically funny guy. Just go on tangents. Yeah, fantastically funny guy. So, uh, well, it, I'm, I might have to reassess who I picked, really. So my, my three, I think I'm going to go for God. Um, let's see. God. Which one? Um, Alan Shearer. <laughs> Oh, just the God. God, Alan Shearer, and, um, uh, I don't know, Tasman Archer. Who's Tasman Archer? Who's Tasman Archer? Sleeping satellites. No, no, no. Mine's actually, and I did pick these quite quickly, I've gone for Eric Cantona, because fascinating guy, maverick, loved, he was was my favourite ever footballer, just did stuff on the football pitch that was amazing. Probably the best, I think, the best import ever into the Premier League. Um, Liam Gallagher from Oasis because he's a complete nutter and I reckon him and Eric Cantona would get on either really well or really badly and then Kate <laughs> Probably Winslet. badly he was a Man City fan Gallagher. Yeah but yeah. but, but uh, Eric Cantona featured in Liam Gallagher's one of his recent videos so and Liam Gallagher played his chauffeur so okay. I think I just think that would be interesting and then Kate Winslet because well why not <laughs> Why? I like Kate Winslet. Just all right. Of, always, okay. always cool. Kate Winslet cool. in Titanic is like my sort of. Would you not invite, invite Leonardo just in case? <laughs> so when she comes in, do you get the sketchbook out? Come on, love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no. Get your kit off, love. No, I would probably ask her about wearing. her body of work um, and um, <laughs> <laughs> something. Like, I particularly dear, like. Dear, oh dear. I'm sorry, Lynn. We invited you on the wrong <laughs> night. <laughs> Well, mind you, they're I'd all the come, wrong night. I'd have come on earlier if I didn't know it was this much fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's my... But that's do you know what? Some, someone else that you've also mentioned was I was actually going to put on the list before I, I bumped them, and that was... That's been Archer. No, that was actually Hitler and <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I had them two as well, because I thought, you know, they'd be quite interesting. I'd like to ask <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you know what I mean? Jesus. Hey? Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Have you ever seen the... Uh, we can come to my party if you want. He's coming to mine. Yeah, if that's in. all right. I'll have my dinner date with, with Bill and then I'll, I'll yeah. head over to yours. If Did you ever used okay. to watch Hammy Hill? When you say, well, I like Jesus and I like Hitler, but which one's better? You, none of you have watched this, have you? So, yeah, fine. No. Yeah. No, so there's only one way to find out. Right. That'd be great. I'd be, I'd be, yeah. <laughs> that's why I never watched Harry Hill. I'm with you on that. See, Harry Hill Harry Hill was one of those guys that was the first two times you watched his show, you go, This is rubbish. But by the time you started watching it third, fourth, fifth time and the same joke was coming and you knew it was coming, it was hilarious. Love Harry Hill. I found that with the wall, the game show, the wall. First time I watched that, I thought, oh a lot of crap, but now I'm really into it. Do you do you guys watch do any of you watch The Mask? Like the Mask Singer. The Mask Singer. No. Oh my no. God, it's brilliant! You've got a chance to edit this out, Gary. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, come on, Gal, I'm sorry. You can it's redeem brilliant. yourself. Come on. Gal, come on, mate. Do you know that? Do you know the latest American series of the Mars? Don't, don't, right? Yeah. There was a snail singing, a giant snail, and they all <laughs> guessed who it was. And when they found out who it was, and he got voted off, it was Kermit the Frog. It was Kermit <laughs> the Frog. In a snail. In a snail. 
That's get kind of meta, isn't it? It doesn't get any yeah. better than that, does it? Come on. <laughs> Come on, seriously. Okay. That's riveting TV, oh, that is. Yeah. Oh, we, 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 and we that right there is why I don't watch TV. Yeah. And also, can I, I just throw in as well the Great Pottery Throwdown? Does anyone watch Great Pottery Throwdown? I don't know what it is. Oh, my God. What, what are these things? Is that like a ghost oh, remix? Far too much time when you're on there, guys. It's, 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 it's is it? amateur potters. <laughs> amateur potters ah. making ceramics. Right. Oh, my I, God. I would rather watch that than than the the, I'll tell the you mask what, than uh, Kermit. Great British Bake Off, right? Do you, do you watch the Great British Bake Off? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the Great Pottery Throwdown is from the same people who make the Great British Bake Off. Uh, okay. I could lower the tone slightly more. Please I watch Love Ooh. Island. No. Oh, Lynn. It's no. Right, I think that's it, Gary. Yeah. Really nice having you. And on next week's episode, we've got. It makes me feel better about my level of education, apart from the But it is so... If you don't take it seriously, it's so funny. It's worth it just for the, the comedy value. Mom, it's my guilty pleasure. I'll tell you, you know what, then. Let's talk about guilty pleasures. Guilty, guilty pleasures. No, what is it? No, no. What? <laughs> no. TV programmes, I'm talking. Go on, then. What, what? TV programmes, guilty pleasures... I've already said mine. The Masked Singer. It's, it's brilliant. I absolutely love it. It's fantastic. Brilliant entertainment. Love Island and Strictly. Oh, I okay. hate Strictly. Oh, Strictly. Uh, I did usually watch Strictly, yeah. I... The Voice. We watched The Voice. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... The Voice was just good concepts until you get to the bit where they've stopped turning round. And then it's mm. just rubbish. Mm. And it's like, I know. I'm, I'm, so I'm a really potentially world-class singer. I'm going to go on The Voice... So then maybe I'll get to open an Asda if I win. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it's that like, the prize? Has anybody heard of anybody like who's won The Voice? At least with the X Factor, even no, though it's rubbish no, TV, right. you go, oh, yeah. Alexandra Burke or so-and-so or so-and-so or JLS yeah. or One Direction. Oh, um, you know, Joe Bloggs has won The Voice. What's he doing now? Oh, he's just... Because one of the presenters that doesn't own a big production company as well. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure that helps. Yeah. But why would you go on it, though? Why would you go on The Voice? Five minutes of fame. Minutes of fame. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's literally five minutes, isn't it? Yeah. There's yeah. No, no longevity at all. To rap with yeah. Will I Am. Every everybody wants to rap with Will I Am. Well, that's yeah. True. <laughs> Maybe twenty years ago. Even then, probably not. Is the is the wall with uh, Danny Dyer? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The wall. Yeah. I watched that once and got what? Well, I about? did as well. Huh? I did first time, but then it grew on me. I must is admit, it, it is. Oh, is it wrong? <laughs> yeah. Is it wrong? Is it wrong? Drop him. Angela, why is it Drop it, you slag. Drop it, you slag. Has anybody, watched, has anybody watched the Gordon Ramsay show? There's no I way anyone uh, could win that. Oh, is that that wobbly table yeah, thing in the middle? It's where yeah. you have to balance to the thing. What's yeah. that all about? Yeah. It's just the fact it's Gordon Ramsay. He's gone from cookery and hotels and kitchens... Do a bloody quiz show. What's that all about? It's like that you've got that you've got those ones on the outer edge, and so like <laughs> you get people. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just like not super intelligent, but I'm thinking if I've got to put stuff on the very outer edge, I'm probably going to just put one, not like the biggest weight I can find. So you've got so you've got the outer edge, right? How many do you want? Seven. I'll have seven <laughs> on there. 
I'll have as many as I can. I want to knock it over as soon as possible, please. And then I'll go, right, seven letters of the alphabet then. Uh, uh, three. Uh, 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 donkey. It's like, what is wrong with people? Honestly. I've got a clue what you're talking about. No, I've never... I, I'll just laugh. I, I think I'm very much like Dave. I don't watch... I, I watch no TV whatsoever. I watch Netflix and YouTube. The, the, on, the only thing a, on TV if. that I watch is... Because it's on in the, in the kitchen and it's about this time of night, we... Uh, in the background, there's normally the, the chase and yeah. and tipping point, and that's just yeah. because yeah. when I get in from work, it's about the right time. Other than that, as soon as we've had something to eat, our TV goes off. Honestly, they, they, on this on this, um, I can't remember what it's called now. The balancey thing. They literally so the number of blocks you pick, you have to answer that many questions in fifth in sixty seconds, right? So it'll be like, right, I'll have three blocks. And they'll go, right, and what subject do you want? And there will be spelling or something. And they'll go, right, okay, and here we go. You 60 seconds to name three things beginning with the letter B. And they'll go, potato. It's like they're, they're just the most stupid people you ever see. <laughs> and it's like, and even then they'll go, oh, well, it's, a, it's a balancing board, basically. Why do you watch it, then? <laughs> Mrs. watches it. Because he's a cynic by nature. I ain't got any choice. Whatever. <laughs> oh dear. You know we've been talking for an hour and we haven't mentioned photography really at all. Sorry, right. Dean, except for sort sure. of um, part of oh, the course with this programme. Yeah. Why not? No. Uh, good then. No. It's, been, it's good. Enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. People might listen. They might listen to this one, mightn't they? You never yeah. know. All right. So okay, let's let's move on before we finish then for this episode. Um Jamie, you look like you're filming from a, 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 a Emirates Lounge. It's my dinner party. I've got three guests in the background. It's lovely. Do you like that? Yeah. New floor. Do you like my new floor? Yeah, it's nice. And a new floor fitted this week. Oh, very nice, mate. Nice bit of salmon. Vinyl floor. It's not salmon. It's it's oak. Well, light oak. Oh, we got a bit tested then. I'm not having fish. I'm not having fish in here. Is it white clean? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> anyway 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 moving on very quickly let's talk about photography so this is kind of photography related not really but what's your most memorable what's your most memorable sunset or sunrise whilst you're out with a camera taking photos so lynn what, what, what's yours what when was the time that you went oh my god that's just amazing <sighs> i had to put my glasses on to read what i've written um when i was in iceland few years back I went over on my own for four days and I'd driven I think it was Route 54 going out towards Kirkshirefellfoss and it was gloomy and dark and rainy it's like oh no we're not gonna get a sunrise it's the famous peak mountain with the water in front of it and came up and I could see as the road climbed it was getting brighter and there was nobody else on the road there was just one car about a mile in front of me and as we came round a corner, it looked like a volcano had erupted. The whole sky just glowed red. Wow. And as is very often the case in Iceland, there is nowhere to park. You couldn't stop on the road. And I'm like, I'm going to crash the car in a minute. The volcano's exploding. Where can I go? And the, guy, the car in front of me had the same problem because they hit the brakes and then I hit the brakes. And we're just watching, and this, I've never seen a sunrise like it. It was phenomenal. 
I couldn't get the camera out to get a photo of it. It was just one of those moments where you just have to sit there and go, I'm just going to enjoy this. It was amazing. It was, I don't know, two o'clock in the morning because it was 24 hour daylight. Yeah. And eventually wow. we found a pullover and the couple in that car pulled out and we just stood there looking at each other going, wow. Uh, and I, I can still see it now. It was vivid red. I genuinely thought a, a volcano was erupting. It was that bright. But it that is normally suspendous. the case, though, isn't it? When you see, when you're driving somewhere <clears throat> and you see good light. Mm. I've done it so many times. I've done it in Iceland. I've done it in Snowdonia, the Lake District. When you're driving in, you just see something and you just think, oh, if wow. I could just quickly yeah. pull over. And then you can't find a parking space. And then you know by the time you do find a lay-by, what you've seen was... A mile back, mm. so you can't walk back to it. So you just have to take the opportunity and, and just <coughs> look at it visually enjoy and it, just yeah. think, well, it, exactly, just yeah. enjoy it for what it is. Mm. Never seen anything like that before. I remember driving in Lanzarote and there was I was doing this vlog and it was up in this sort of the wine region, they have this sort of wine region of Lanzarote, and the climate, it's got its own <laughs> microclimate, and everywhere else in Lanzarote is always sunny, warm. This one, this place is a couple of degrees cooler, much cloudier and I was having a really difficult time trying to find things to photograph and there was no sun whatsoever and for I think I was driving from one spot to the next spot and for the just probably 15 seconds if that the most it's not a sunset or sunrise but the most amazing light the the most amazing light I've ever seen just suddenly the clouds broke and just they parted this light just cast across this and it literally transformed the whole like landscape, the mountains look different, everything it's just bathed in this gorgeous light and then it gone. Fifteen seconds and then it never came back for the rest of the day. And I was just I was the whole rest of the house thinking, please, you know, and I was in the car, I couldn't stop. Please come back, please come back. And it just never did. But it was just amazing and it's that thing, but I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that mm. I've still got mm. I can picture the exact scene in like right now in my mind's eye. Of, of exactly the mountains and and, the, and these little crescent, um, like sort of uh, where they grow the the, the, um, the um, vines, amazing, absolutely amazing. But not but not sunrise or sunset, but phenomenal. Well, if I can share my screen, of course, again. Um, so Dave will recognise this because this was um, when Dave and I we walked up the Watkin path and uh, obviously, you know, I, I didn't even really check the weather forecast and it was totally unexpected. But all of a sudden the sky just started to, to, to glow like that. And I mean, Dave, we, we, we was only probably about 15 minutes in the car at this point, but there was, there was no way that we was going to let this, this pass, you know, I mean, the, the composition was okay, but we had no, it wasn't a case of we, we found a composition and then waited for the for the sky to do what it did. I mean, it literally just lit up, and and it was at that point we just threw the tripods up and and grabbed the first composition that we that we uh, that we saw. And you know, it's always it's funny when you shoot a, a a sunrise or a sunset, and you try and tell people that you know the the sky you know really was that colour but people think well you may kind of manipulate it at all but obviously Dave was there so he knows exactly and I think Dave's got a a, a photo which is well it must be very similar because you and I was only about twenty foot from from one another um, and so I shot that 
and then the, the the following day kind of driving driving home um i had that sunrise uh very close to home i was i left snowdonia i think about two o'clock in the morning and got back to the fens at about eight o'clock and at the sky again just kind of lit up and i pulled the motorhome over and just kind of run into this farmer's field and 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 took that so i was quite fortunate really to have two brilliant sunrises on the same photo shoot within 24 hours of one another yeah, that's gorgeous that beautiful yeah so very lucky um the, the other one that i was gonna um was was the this one at brancaster i was going to kind of share oh, that yeah. one but i thought yeah. i would just share the other two but i've ended up sharing four now sorry <laughs> um yeah so it, but yeah when you get a good sunrise you know for me i only do sunrises i'm, I'm never awake at, at a sunset so it has to be it has to be sunrises for me right well, I think, I mean, my favourite, three of us were there at, and all the, was the one at Covive. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, that was, that really was, nice. That was just it? tropical. It was yeah, it was. Weird. It was like it was like a sunrise on a desert island. It was, it was just cloudless sky, wasn't cloudless it? Cloudless sky, just yeah. red, and then all sort of orange, and then red and blue and purple and. Have you got that photo, Gal? You can put up, perhaps not uh, now, but put it up during the pub. Yeah, calls, I will. I, I'll probably play a little bit of video uh, from from the from the vlog because that that reflects the the sky better, I think, than than any yeah. of the photos. It was it was weird. I think there was, if I remember rightly, there was some sort of dust storm in the Sahara, and it had lifted it all up and brought it over here, dumped it over here, and that's mm. what made it look like that. But it was unreal. Oh, Just an October unreal eighteen. I reckon that was. I remember it. Yeah, quite possibly. It was October 18. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was summertime because it was an early start. Was that was when Darren woke me up at half past two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Was he farting again then? Yeah. <laughs> we should share a bed. It's a bloody loud fart then because he was in Ely and I was in my house. So. <laughs> that was when we when we turned up and it was one of those sunrises where we said like choose your weapon wasn't it which which tree are we gonna we're gonna shoot into the sunrise because you've yeah. got all those dead trees that, that go into the sea there yeah. you've been there haven't you you've shot yeah. from co5 as well and it was like which which tree are you have and then right all right i'll have that one you have that one yeah <laughs> it was like right build your composition around the sunrise yeah it's beautiful absolutely mm. gorgeous oh, what you got dave uh, right, okay, screen sharing oh. time. I'm going yeah, go to try and not to cock it up this week. Okay, so I've got this one. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, this is pure self-indulgence because this was extremely careful planning and two years previously, in other words, on two occasions, a year apart previously, I'd attempted it and it didn't pan out because of the conditions. Uh, I needed a low spring tide for those fingers of rock to be visible. Uh, it's a very unusual angle of this particular subject, but I also mm. needed the sun to be up but masked. Uh, and it all just came together one magical morning. Uh, so I scuttled over there and got the shot. Uh, so that's the self-indulgence. And then, as we often do on this programme, uh, we end up with the same thing. So I pick this as well darren yeah <laughs> yeah it um, was it was just an incredible uh, morning it, it was and uh, but part of the reason i picked it and you know we've all had good sunrises i'm sure and good sunsets but for me 
it was as much to do with the company as the sunrise. Uh, it was just oh. top class. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, my shots are significantly better. But Obviously, you know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just to quickly finish off on the subject of, of where, where there's a group of you, I picked this sequence here in Toronto because I was invited over there and the people that I met couldn't have made me more welcome if they tried. It was just a magical afternoon doing some street photography and then we got a ferry over to the islands uh, in the lake and shot back towards the city uh, and we had no idea what we were going to get. It was just there was uh, five or six of us absolutely brilliant evening we found a cheeseburger and some beer and then went back out and did a bit more photography and this sunset started and it looked like this was going to be about it bit of color way over in the distance not really where i wanted it to be because you want the main city skyline and it went on for about an hour and a quarter wow. and we ended up with that oh. Oh. look at that stunning mm. I must and the fact that your first shot, I just thought, oh, it can't get any better than that. That's a great shot. But yeah, this last image has topped it, mate. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm there with Simon and Andy and Mike Goodwin and his lovely wife. And we just stood there for about the thick end of two hours. And there were moments, or I say moments, there were passages of time, 10, 15 minutes, where nobody said a word. We were all just buried in the photography. Uh, but it was a magical evening. I'll never forget it. And, you know, I don't know if any of them tune into this, but I can never thank them enough for making me so welcome. And I'll certainly be back. I must admit, that, that photo that we're looking at there, I mean, that is something that wouldn't be unusual to see on a nice big poster. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm, yeah. You know, if you're just walking somewhere and you, you saw that on, you know, on a real big scale, that's uh, that's got poster written all over it. It's something there. you found in an airport lounge. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, it, it is, was, isn't it? It was a, it was a cracking, and and so possibly not the best sunset I've ever seen, but certainly the best experience. That's one for the tourist Lovely. board of that particular area. They need to be seeing that. <laughs> yeah, they do. Mm. I'll copy them in. I'll copy them in. Yeah. <laughs> Tag them, James or Jamie. What about you guys? I've got no pictures prepared. I wasn't aware we were going That's to be showing right. pictures. No, well, I'll just quickly prepare one now. I want as well. Go on, then you go first, then. Okay, so um. I'm, no, I'm not a lover of colourful skies, never have. I just found them distracting, basically. Um, but this is a moment I had on my first time up home fell, okay, uh, which is central Lake District area. So this is all about yeah. the land, uh, the light on the land. This is towards the eastern fells. I just saw it just sculptured, sculptured mm. the landscape and it's combined with the mood as well. It's just as the sun was just just above the horizon, so you've got that lovely angle. And yeah, but yeah, not not a lovely couple of skies at all. That's sunrise, that's, is it? Not for me. That sunset, sorry. That's sunset. sunset. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's lovely. Yeah, it's yeah, a lovely it's, picture. Mm. Uh, yeah. It doesn't always have to be about those, though, does it? Doesn't it? Always have to be about you know brightly coloured skies. If you get someone like that, that's equally as beautiful. Isn't I it? mean, look at the shadows. You know, it just yeah. creates so much mm. depth. And mm. Mm. Yeah. Lovely layers in that. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Jamie, again, just you. Well, no, as I say, I've not got any pictures, but I guess sunset. Sunset's always nice when it you don't expect it to happen, and then you you get it. And 
the only the, the one that springs to mind was that was when I was at um, Rutland Water actually when I was doing Normanton Church at Rutland Water and I was there it was a really yeah. sort of grey greyish day and I'd taken several shots and I could see there was a potential for a bit of a sunset so I got myself positioned around the other side of the church and yeah and it just it just exploded and it was one of those those nights and I think that went on for about half an hour it was one of my early vlogs that I did and and I just kept I was just like a kid in a sweet shop just kept shooting and shooting and shooting and um yeah I'll, I'll send a picture so you can share it Gary but it was um just one of those evenings where as I say you just didn't expect anything to happen and it just happened and it's mm. like wow it's just just amazing just to sit and watch and luckily I had actually something to put in front of a sunset which as you said earlier on Darren normally when that happens you can't you can't find anything to no to, you know make it make it worthwhile I remember um, that vlog really well you were like you were so excited. Oh, I was. I remember because yeah. you took quite a few earlier, hadn't you? That was yeah. sort of like very grey, and yeah. you saying the sky is quite grey, but it's not too bad here. And then it all just went off, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and it was that was great. And actually, my, the sunrise, and I, I didn't really take a shot that was happy with at all. But it was more the experience was funny enough. Stanage Edge, the one I was saying a bit earlier on, when I actually did get to the top of Stanage Edge. And it was a, it was a winter's morning because it was really fresh and cold, and I was up there on my own, nobody else around, and it it was a cloudless sky as well. And I just stood up there, and it was you know as a fen boy, you know the top of Stanage Edge is yeah. quite an elevation for me really. Yeah. <laughs> so getting Get up North there, breed. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was like looking down. Oh my god, look at that drop. <laughs> But just sitting up there, it was one of the first times I'd sat at a reasonable elevation and, and actually just enjoyed a sunrise. And it was just glorious just to sit there and watch the sun just poke up the horizon. And I tried to get a couple of shots, but then I thought, actually, there's no clouds. I'm just going to sit and enjoy it. And I did. And I just yeah. up on my own at the top of Stanley just enjoying a sunrise. Just one of those memorable experiences where, you know, you think this is what it's about. You know, yeah. it's just being here and enjoying the beauty for what it is. And, um, you know, I'd much actually rather do that and enjoy it and, and come away with a cracking experience than, yeah, yeah, a nice shot would be okay as well. But, yeah, it was, it was a memorable one. Yeah. Do you know, I remember being at Standage Edge for sunset with Mally and Tim Day. And I took shots and I couldn't, they were so unreal. It was, it looked, the shots, it was, I didn't even, I hadn't even really edited them, but the shots looked so unreal because of how the sky was and how the clouds were in the sunset that I just, I couldn't really, I couldn't put them out. Well, I did put them out, but some of them, but some of them I couldn't put out because they just looked like so over-processed and fake. And that was genuinely how the sky looked. It was just an unbelievable night. Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, with that, actually, I think that's the end this week. Um, so I want to say a big thanks to Lynn for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. And, Thank uh, you for having me on, Charles. No, no, it's been fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we've, uh, we've, <laughs> not sure if we've really talked much photography and probably, probably shocked a few people. I would well, how about if Lynn? Well, if, if Lynn comes back and then what, we talk photography. What a really good idea. Let's oh, have yeah. Lynn back in a few months' time. Would you mind, me? I'd better go away and start swatting up on photography because yeah, I yeah. don't know a lot about it, but yeah. I'll have a go. Yeah, well, we'll, 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 we won't carry on talking now because we're all going home now, aren't we? To, yeah, I'm tired. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. so, but, but maybe we'll get Lynn back on at some point. I mean, if we could all wear the same attire, that'd be good as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Can you take a screenshot, Gary, just yeah. to remind yeah. us what we are wearing? Yeah, we'll do so. Yeah, all right. I'll put it in the thumbnail. Yeah, so Cheers. thank you ever so much anyway for watching, everybody, and we'll all see you next time. Goodbye. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.